When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Hot Marriage Cool Parents. Coming at you live. Well, not really. It's recording. Yeah, but it's one day before we're releasing it and we're, we like to record these Usually we try to do it in advance, but sometimes now, I'm sure you've noticed, we have dropped it down to one recording each month, and we have launched our new private membership. It's on Patreon, um, and we're really, really excited about it because it's just a way to be able to get to know you a little bit more and be able to interact with you and all the fun things, yeah. and it's really, been great. And we're really fortunate for the for our Patreon audience and just everybody that's stuck with us through everything really and that's what our podcast is really all about we want to share our lives and hear more about yours yeah and so that being said sharing our lives something that like i really wanted to touch base on at the top of this episode is hendrix's seizure because first and foremost if i wasn't a nurse I think that I would I don't know freaked out more. Yeah, I don't know what I would have done. But um before we get into Hendrix's seizure and for those of you who didn't know, yes, my son had a seizure. I was holding him when it happened. Um but also I thank goodness, you know, went to school to be a nurse so I know exactly what to do and the number one question that I got after I shared that he had a seizure was, "Oh my god, I'm a mom and I don't actually know what to do if that happened to my kid." And or just like everyone was like, "Can you please share with me what do we do?" So I'm going to share with you. Of course, you know, the nurse and me always want to say, "Always talk to your doctor," but um I'll share with you what we know what to do, but before we get there, talking about our private membership and being able to get to know our girlfriends who are part of it, Arcana7179, she asked us a question, and I thought it was something relevant for the podcast. She was asking, what was the exact moment where you felt like you knew that Doug was the one and vice versa? We get this, this question a lot, actually. Yeah, people ask us this all the time, and the truth of the matter is, actually, Doug, I want you to answer it first, because I, I'm not sure when you knew that I was the one you know coming up to our six-month reunion I don't know if you can still watch it but it was a six-month reunion and we were all together it was the very first season we were with Kevin Frazier and it was the first time that I think Jamie really got real and said that she loved me and that's really when I couldn't picture a life without her really yeah because it, it was just such a raw moment where I think your exact words were, I'm a tough cookie to love. And like, I had unquestionable love for you at that point. And I just, I just felt like we were connected after that. And I couldn't imagine a life without you. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I just feel like that's weird a little. Not really. I think it's amazing that we have our first kiss on TV or I should say filmed. We have the birth of our daughter filmed. We have the birth of our son filmed. We have really when we fell in love. And I that's the moment that sticks out in my head is, is like when I knew and I didn't want to be with anybody else. Really? It wasn't before that? No. I mean, there was hints of it before that, for sure. But I felt like we were finally an unstoppable team at that moment. That's so wild to me because... Like, the first time that I thought that I knew you, like, could be the one, I guess, was when we were on our honeymoon. And... That early, huh? I mean, yeah. All right. I was like, wow, he's so patient and kind and generous and just, like, laid back and funny and 
you know, then when the sarcasm started rolling in, I was like, oh, wait a second, maybe I should change my mind. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, like, so I'm kind of surprised to hear you say. It was a little bit down the road. What? Yeah. Well, I mean, you never really showed your cards about how you felt about me until then. Like truly, you know, like before then it was like little hints and, and you slipped up a couple times saying like, oh, that's why I love you. I think we were at the Point Pleasant Boardwalk when you said, and I was like, what? And you were like, oh, nothing, nothing. <laughs> um, but that was like the first time where I was like, yeah, this is, you know, this is meant to be. You know, you finally said that you loved me. And that's when I like fully knew how you felt about me. Because you were, I don't know, it was almost like you would get, not scared, but you would get where it's just like, well, we may end up breaking up at some point. Oh, I was totally scared. I was terrified that you know, I was going to fall in love with you and then you wouldn't want me. Like the tables would turn. Cause obviously when we first got married, you seemed very happy with me and happy to be married to me. And I was obviously more hesitant. And then my biggest fear was that I was finally going to start letting my guard down and like really letting you in. And then you were going to not want me and like reject me and i was terrified of that for su i mean for such a long time yet you were relieved when i said early on that uh jamie i'm i'm not in love with you yet yeah i did like i, I did like yeah, that were... <laughs> well that's because i felt less pressure for me to have to be in love with you too right it was such a wild our the beginning of our relationship it was just so weird because yeah. we were it was just all so backwards like i didn't want to be rejected by you but yeah i didn't want the pressure of having to be like your quote-unquote wife and be in love and pretend yeah. that we're like a normal married couple because nothing about the way we got married was normal yeah i was fully on board with that i enjoyed the weirdness because it was a story i mean it's our story nobody has that story really yeah no i mean I don't think anybody has a love story like ours. But everybody has their own love story. Yeah, I mean, no, granted, no, no. You know, that, but, of course. You know, we, you know, we went through something together that, you know, the odds were against us. The odds were against everybody on that show. Yeah. Even still, you know, like it's, you know, there was nobody that thought that we were going to make it except for my grandma Dot. Yeah, your grandma. Nobody thought we were going to oh, no. last. No one thought that we were going to make it. And it wasn't us trying to prove a point. I mean, maybe in some ways, you know, but that helped us build that togetherness. That helped us build a foundation because it was really us against Everybody. everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was us against the world. And it is shocking to look back and I just, I really feel like it was like divine destiny that we are soulmates. We are meant to be together. Yeah. I mean, there was plenty of times that we both could have just threw in the towel, but we didn't. Oh my gosh. So many times, but we're not even going to go down that rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. I wanted to give Betty Ryan a shout out because she left us a five-star review. Betty! Yes. Thank you. So she says, I love this podcast. I love listening to Doug and Jamie answer questions and I love that they're real and honest about their ups and downs. I recently rewatched some of Married at First Sight and Jamie's initial reaction only lasted a minute until Doug stole her heart. TV really played it up, but obviously Jamie was crazy about Doug very early on. Goddamn right. And <laughs> she goes i look forward to the podcast episode so curious about the new rv life and can't wait to hear all about it so betty speaking of the rv life great um, segue yes uh geez to be very very honest i yeah 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 it is like a big piece of it's difficult to get comfortable it's like a big piece of pie that you like try shoving in your mouth all at once. It's taken a while for it to feel like a home. Yeah. The thing is, is the pie would taste really good if you had like one bite and you were able to go back and just have like little bites at, at a time and really enjoy it. But instead, we literally just like shove the whole pie in our mouth and are trying to enjoy it. Yeah. And that is like exactly what it's like. But we I think I think that it has to be like this in order for us to really like it you know because we were set on just staying there for like a month and seeing how the month went and i don't think that we could have made a determination or even felt like we made any progress in trying the rv life in just a month like we needed to be 
in this place for way longer. We needed to have no backup plan in New Jersey, so yeah. we have to live there because I think I think we're starting to get used to the RV life. Or at least I am. I was going to say, I wanted to ask you, because I've lived in trailers my whole life. So, like, living in a trailer, that part isn't, like, new to me. Like, this, this, a lot of it reminds me of my childhood, to be very honest. Mm -hmm. Like, we ran out of propane once, um, just once. And thankfully, like, Doug had another one to swap out immediately. But it reminded me, like, when we ran out of like gas all the time as kids and like the, we'd wake up and the house was freezing and my you know unfortunately my mom didn't have like a quick fix you know like the stove was electric so she would turn the electric stove on to try to heat the house that way um which is also like very dangerous <laughs> but i mean what do you do yeah, when it's like do? 10 degrees outside and you ran out of gas to heat your home for your kids yeah. you turn the stove on what else are you gonna do and so that's what my mom did and then eventually I mean, then eventually it got real bad and she'd bring like kerosene heaters inside that are not supposed to be inside and super duper dangerous. Mm -hmm. But anyways, needless to say, a lot of it reminds me of my childhood. And of course, there are some like kind of sour memories like that, like a little harder to to like relive but there are a lot of really good memories too like you know having to share space like sometimes i don't even have my own bed like i have four yeah, siblings see, that's i'm not used to that yeah and that's and, different for me that's completely different for me I, yeah. I i like my space i like it you know not so much the escape but i i like to be able to like feel like i could just stretch out and just be somewhere like like downstairs on the couch like there's yeah. no downstairs on the couch <laughs> there's no bathroom that's out of you know out Ear of the shot. way for people to be able to hear you or you hear them yeah like there's true. just no privacy which is fine because it's just us like we're not sharing space with someone outside of our family but we don't have any privacy yeah, that's as a husband true. and a wife, and it's really, really troubling. Like, not troubling, but it's really annoying. It's starting to become, like, annoying. Is it? It is. Well, that's good for me to know. Yeah. I almost think we got to have these podcasts weekly again just because we never get sit down and have a talk like this. Yeah. Well, I, I mean? we, we never we never have a chance to just sit in a car and, and talk. talk for a half hour without, you know, I mean, we have to wait till the kids go to bed to have any sort of conversation. And then Henley sleeping with us so then we can barely even talk in our own bed. These are all valid points. We well, thought we actually, had let me explain. Henley's been sleeping in our bed since the inception of the RV. The inception? Yeah, since we got into the RV, Henley's been sleeping in our bed. So, yeah, so that's it. Yeah, so that makes it really difficult. And we thought we had a grand plan where the kids could sleep in their room together. We had this nice little bunk bed for Henley. I don't know if you saw my Instagram story, for those of you listening. Like, we set up this nice little, like, fort bunk bed thing for her. She was excited about it for a minute. Yeah, but she really can't get up and down that easily. And so, or safely. Yeah, and I don't feel comfortable you know, hoping that she just Learns. gets up and down. So yeah. we let her stay in our bed. So when we get back, we're on our way this week. By the time you hear this, we're going to be up to see my family to celebrate the holidays, which by the way, quick update on baby Jamie. He's doing well. He has an MRI scheduled to make sure that the, the brain bleed is actually like dissipating. And, you know, he has to wear an eye patch because he definitely has uh, blood accumulating. Well, it's still in the yeah. brain, but it's also still behind his eyes. I think they're actually putting the eye patch on the good eye though to help yeah. strengthen the bad eye that's because exactly it. but there is less blood there which i guess is good of course that's good yeah so so baby jamie for those of you who you know have been praying and thinking of them i cannot thank you enough for putting my family and my my nephew my namesake you know just having him in your thoughts and prayers like it it genuinely means the whole wide world to me i really really appreciate it but yeah so when we get back from our trip to go see i haven't held him since he's been in the hospital i cannot wait to hold that baby and give him the biggest kiss on the cheek what that's not true that is true have i held him yeah oh i have yeah, we went up there we went up there uh that's not true <laughs> a couple of months ago what do you mean oh yeah you're right yeah they came by and we got a chance to hold him and Jeez. hug him and play with them and that's true i was yeah. gonna say i thought because i we had that airbnb and yeah we went up there okay well that's true i feel like i haven't held him though or <laughs> hugged him i feel like i haven't hugged or held any of my family for that matter yeah, it's been a while and it's also my other nephew's mm. first birthday and my niece's birthday and so we're doing lots of fun things with my family celebrating you know thanksgiving christmas birthdays 
sledding because it's really mm-hmm. snowy up there, which is exciting. Um, but then when we come back, I'm hoping to get the kids' room. Like I'm hoping to get like a futon sofa for Henley, and I'm hoping to convert that top bunk to like a safe crib for Hendrix. That way we can maybe get our bed back because I don't want us to become bitter with each other or... I don't think we become bitter. Or just, it's like we're it's, separating. Yeah, though. like it's just... it's. Yeah, it's just weird that we don't have our own privacy. Yeah, and we don't, we definitely haven't been intimate at all. No. Like, not even, we can't even, like, cuddle because Henley likes to sleep in between us. Yeah. So, we haven't even, like, been cuddling together, which... She was sound asleep, and I moved her while she was sound asleep. I moved her over to the side. No, it was the other night. Oh. I moved her over to one side of the bed, and I sat, and I laid in the middle so I could spoon with my wife (laughs) and she immediately woke up and cried and climbed over me to go in between us yeah so to be honest i don't now i feel like she's starting to get used to sleeping with us which is really not Mm -hmm. okay like well that's why i keep hinting to her that she's getting her own room she's gonna have her own bed yeah she's got to go back to sleeping in her own bed and because she's been with us for a while she is used to it but she's also got to get used to knowing that she's eventually going to have to go back to her own bed yeah totally i totally agree because so it- if anybody has any tips on that if you had a <laughs> co-sleeping kid um that you were able to break <laughs> let us know we'd love to hear from you because we are looking for any and all tips yeah well the truth of the matter is is a part of me loves it, and I'm like, she's only going to be four for so long, and soon she's not going to want to be in our bed. But <laughs> yeah, but then Hendrix gets in our no. bed. Like, oh my gosh! Yeah, like I, I'm. I was never, ever, ever a fan of the kids sleeping in the bed ever. Like even in our Jackson house, like I would refuse to bring the kids in bed. There was very select few times yeah. where I let them sleep in our bed just because I, I don't want that. I don't yeah. want that to happen yeah no i hear you i never really understood where you were coming from with that because i was like well i always slept with my mom and that always is how i felt the safest like i was very scared of the dark and i was very scared i mean granted my stepdad was like coming home drunk and high and like beating my mom like without so like i think that that but like i was very scared of the dark and stuff and i never felt secure unless i was either sleeping with one of my siblings or my mother. Like, I never wanted to sleep alone. And I also, but that's just the way I grew up, too. Like, I never really had my own bed for, you know, sometimes. And so I just remember when my mom would let me sleep with her or my siblings would let me sleep with them. It made me feel so comforted. And I just was so thankful. And I don't ever want our daughter to go to sleep, like, scared or... But I guess that's just the real world. I don't know. Yeah, we definitely could use some tips. So if you have any tips, let us know. Because, um, you know, the whole idea behind this all is, of course, to, like, minimize and get rid of all the clutter. We were, you know, wanting to sell that, our Jersey home anyways. And so it was just the market was hot. And moving into the RV just made sense because we plan on buying a home on the water in Florida. And so we wouldn't want to buy another home immediately in New Jersey and then, you know. Go down to Florida, you know. Yeah, we, we've just, honestly, what's happened, I feel like, in our life, to be very transparent and honest, is that we have began, like, collecting things. I don't know, like, we accumulated too much stuff and it really took the joy out of us just living like i don't know does that make sense to you doug no no okay like what i mean by that because i know i'm not really explaining this well what i mean by that is that you know we bought a home in new jersey and it was very big it was an acre of land it's like far more than what we really need and then i always want to escape the cold winters and so then we go and we buy a house in florida and it's very modest but still we now have a house in florida and a house in new jersey and we have to maintain all of it. We have to take care of all of it. Plus, our kids are going to start school. So we're trying to, like, you know, juggle where are we going to, you know, have our daughter be enrolled in school. And, and just inevitably, you know, since we bought a house in Florida, we had to buy a car in Florida. And so now we have a car in Florida. I mean, it just 
it's almost, it was just too, we've collected too much stuff. And I get that some people who are like crazy wealthy can manage it and handle it and they enjoy that. But like, instead of it being enjoyable having, and this is so first world problems and the girl from the trailer park is fully aware of that. But what I'm saying though, is instead of it being enjoy, like you think that you would want a house in Florida and a house in New Jersey, you think that you would want a car down in Florida and and two up in New Jersey. But the truth of the matter is, is that that caused so much stress and anxiety for me. Like trying to make sure that our home is safe and taken care of whenever we're not there. And I am fully aware this is first world problems. And also I don't necessarily like, I don't want to have two homes like that. And so how did we get on this? We're talking about moving, collecting too many things. Yeah. So needless to say. That's why we went to an RV. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm really, that whole idea behind going to the RV was that we were going to kind of get rid of all the extra stress, like get rid of that huge house in New Jersey and all the responsibilities that came with it and be able to spend more time as family, be able to be husband and wife and like it may be adventure if we can hack it. Like the idea is that we rented a plot of land in a park so that we could a renovate it so we could make it our own and make it comfortable, which we are doing right yeah, now. Yeah, we're in the private. That's I mean, that's and that is fun. fun. Yeah. yeah, but B the idea was that we were gonna. I would envision like more game nights and more like cuddling on the couch watching TV or like something and like then that. We threw our couch away. Yeah, and now we don't even have a couch. <laughs> okay, yeah. so needless to say, that's a whole lot of what, what's going on with the RV life. Yeah. And I feel like we... We're we, finding our stride is what she's trying to say. Yeah. And I don't think we took into consideration that it was going to be super duper cold and you know you really can't do a lot of outdoor stuff like it was so great being across from a playground like we thought we would be there every day but by the time the kids get home it's dark by five and you know you're trying to scramble to get dinner ready and you don't know where the pots and pans are and (laughs) you know there's a a counter that's a mess but then it gets cleaned and then honestly like later like you can spend a whole entire night cleaning and by the morning by the time the kids are ready to go to school the house is just as messy um, or the rv is just as messy and i think having a bigger house made it feel less messy but we're finding our stride and we are renovating and so the mess is we know is going to be there and and yeah we're gonna go up to new york we're gonna spend time with that side of the family and when we get back we do have a wall to put up we have flooring that's going to be going in we're going to get a lot of stuff done as soon as we get back and super excited but on this car ride going up to see my family i for sure packed our kiwi co crate and i don't know if you listening have ever heard of kiwi co but that was a lifesaver for me when jamie went away to film unfiltered it was an absolute lifesaver because these kiwi co boxes they get sent out to the kids they're age appropriate they have different levels and it's just fun things that you can put together you can problem solve it comes with a book the kids get to figure the things out for themselves yeah, I mean, there's nothing better to me than gifting something to my niece or nephew that they're actually going to learn, but also enjoy, quote unquote, playing with. The cool thing about KiwiCo crates is that you get to choose exactly which age group you want, and it's all hands-on learning. And it's so funny because we gifted one to our nephew and like, for his it. birthday. Yeah. He loved it, but my sister-in-law was like, uh, so this is something that I'm going to have to, this is like another project I have to do. And and fortunately she was actually she was telling us she was so surprised because my nephew mason he just like went for it he was so into putting this project together himself but i remember using it for henley when she was two years old and they have things about emotion and the whole idea is really watching your kids confidence grow when they accomplish things in this kiwico box and that's really the best part and kiwico gives them the tools to learn new skills build new experiences and and make new connections really yeah it's awesome so if you want your child can get super cool hands-on science art and geography projects delivered right to your front door 
every single month. There is no commitment, so you can pause or cancel anytime. So yeah, so this holiday season, give the gift of uh, a fun, hands-on holiday experience with KiwiCo. You get 50% off your first month, plus free shipping on any crate with the code HMCP at KiwiCo.com. Yeah, that's 50% off your very first month at KiwiCo.com, promo code HMCP. All right, and I got to tell you about Girlfriend Collective, too, because they have these best-selling leggings. They are squat-proof, which I think is super, super important because you know how, like, if you bend over and your underwear hangs out or if you're not wearing underwear, your butt cheeks are hanging out? That is, like, my biggest pet peeve <laughs> I can't tell you how many pictures I have of Jamie in leggings where you can see her thong. This is, like, way back before I knew. I, You know, before I got married, <laughs> I didn't have a husband to be like, hey, you can see your underwear when you bend over. And I was mortified. This it was literally I remember this vividly. It was our six month anniversary. We were in Central Park riding bikes and uh and he could see my underwear. So anyways, I love that girlfriend collective. They have squat proof leggings and they come with pockets. They have different levels of support, which, you know, if you want like compression, you can have it, tuck in those love handles, or if you want <laughs> softness, you can they have that too. So whether you're working out, running errands, or doing nothing at all, Girlfriend Collective has functional fabrics, colors, and styles for any level of activity. And their sizing is fully inclusive. It goes from extra, extra small to 6XL. And I know that Jamie loves them, so you can join the collective today. Feel good about what you buy and comfortable in what you wear. Yeah, so for you listening, Girlfriend Collective is offering $25 off your purchase of $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash hot marriage. That's $25 off $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash hot marriage. Girlfriend.com slash hot marriage. I highly recommend the compression ones. I mean, they're like so good for tucking it all in. And talking about feeling good let's talk about smelling good yeah. because jamie has been using native deodorant for years now mm -hmm. and i know she loves it i know it smells great and i can never get enough about how amazing jamie's armpit smells <laughs> you're so funny honestly i just really care about what i put in and on my body but i also don't want to stink and it's really hard to find a good deodorant that's aluminum free where you're not going to stink but native they have such great sense and it actually works so like they created products with simple ingredients like shea butter and coconut oil but also they have like these different holiday scents that come around so like right now they have candy cane sugar cookie fresh mistletoe and i honestly just i love the fact that i know that it's not i'm not putting chemicals on my skin but i can also still smell good and Native's all about self-care and stay merry and happy this holiday season. You will love Native's limited time seasonal products as much as Jamie does. Just go to nativedeodorant.com and use the code HMCP. You get 20% off your first purchase at checkout. That's nativedeodorant.com. Promo code HMCP for 20% off. That's nativedeodorant.com. The code's HMCP for 20% off. So you know how much I love a good mystery, and I love this new game. It's called June's Journey, and you can actually be the star playing along with June Parker, and she investigates a series of mysteries throughout this. And what's really cool about it is there's new chapters that they add every week, so there's always a new case waiting to be cracked. Jamie is obsessed with finding <laughs> hidden clues, searching and solving a mystery after mystery, and going across thousands of vivid scenes. Yeah, so if you're like me and you just crave a good mystery then you will absolutely love june's journey i love to play it when i'm waiting in the airport for hours on end i get so into it that i basically can't put it down when it comes time for boarding and this game already has 30 million downloads it's full of hidden clues so you can put your powers of observation to the test and the game actually makes you have to rely on your own memory all right so are you ready to awaken your inner detective Download June's Journey today for free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. All right. So speaking about those long waits in the airport, well, I think the big elephant in the room that we haven't talked about yet, of course, I said that we were going to talk about seizures and I'm still going to talk about Hendrix's seizure and what you should do if your child or someone around you has one. But before we get to that, since we were just talking about being in the airport and this is like when I would play June's Journey... I would typically be flying out to LA because I host the show Married at First Sight Unfiltered and 
I found out from a cast member, actually, someone from last season, that I had been replaced as the host of Married at First Sight Unfiltered. So that was very, very alarming and surprising because... Well, of course, I thought I would have found out from, like, my producer or, like, the network or, yeah. you know, someone. Um, would have said, hey, this is coming up. and Yeah. And, I mean. looking to go in a different direction. Yeah. I mean, I've been the host of Married at First Sight Unfiltered since the very first season, yeah. 10 you, seasons ago. You created Unfiltered, in a sense. Well, no, 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 I mean, no, no. Un- you were the first host, and you lasted 10 seasons, which I yeah. think is really really admirable and you know it's something that you should really be proud of well thank you i am really proud of it but i was i was honestly hurt that i found out from someone from last season's married at first sight uh he reached out to me and said hey are you hosting this season because you know that he's like (laughs) talking to someone on this current season that's coming out and he's like, you're not in L.A. and they're shooting unfiltered and what's going on? And I'm like, good question. What is going on? <laughs> and I have to reach out to the producer myself. And it just really hurt, you know. And that's the thing with the TV world, to be very, very honest, is that when you're hot, you're hot. And they'll call you and blow up your phone and you're very important to them. And they respect you and love you. But when you're not, you're not. And you will hear crickets. And that's the problem. So, like, when you hear about, like, the drug of Hollywood and how, like, actors get stuck in, like, you know, this fame cycle and whatnot. I mean, or, like, even reality stars, for that matter. Like, you know, you get, like, 15 minutes uh, of fame on television. And it it really is kind of like a drug. Like, And it's not so much that, like, you crave all this attention. It's, like, you... You're wanted. Yeah, you're respected. You're you're treated, like, kindly. And you're needed. Yeah. And you provide entertainment and a service. And you feel like you are important. Yes, exactly. And so... I honestly, I'm really, I don't want to sound like I'm tooting my own horn because I'm definitely not, but like therapy has helped me immensely with this. But like, I honestly, I'm okay. And I think that like the way that I grew up, you know, not really like never knowing who my father was, always trying to like fight one of my four siblings for attention from my mother who was also off on drug binges. So she didn't really want to pay attention to any of us anyways. <laughs> I always craved love, acceptance, you know, just a sense of being needed and like wanted. And without a doubt, unfiltered, I felt needed and wanted in that role because I felt like, you know, I was the only host. I am the only person from season one who is able to do something like that. So, you know, my husband and I have been on this show for as long as it's ever been around. And, you know, so needless to say, I did have all these things within that show. And also, hosting is just a passion of mine anyways. Like, I absolutely love being able to sit down and talk to people and just have open and honest conversations and really learn about them and their lives and you know, just, just, you can gain so much by just listening to what someone has to say. And like every single person you meet has a story to tell and you can learn something from them. I truly believe that with all my heart. So needless to say, you know, obviously, you know, for the past seven and a half years since I've been married to my husband, eight years, really, we've either been on TV, been shooting for a TV show, preparing to shoot for a TV show. And a lot of that for me was also simultaneously shooting for Unfiltered. And, you know, I really enjoyed having my own quote unquote TV show on Lifetime, especially as like this trailer. Yeah, it really was your own show. Yeah. And so then, and this is the thing is that nothing's ever your own, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I felt like a bit of ownership to it and a bit of I just felt a bit like that was mine but the thing with television is it's not it's not yours it's, nope. it's wasn't mine and it can be ripped away from you as fast as you know as fast as ever and mm-hmm. you know, a, lot, a lot of people have reached out and said is it because you gained weight and that's you know weird. yeah um or you know and, and I can, yes that's the reason <laughs> well you know that's tele- that's Hollywood for you yeah. in, a, in a big sense of the world and I don't know that that's why I have you know I really don't have any reason why they said they wanted to you know switch paths and and truthfully I'm not bitter and I think the only thing that would have made me bitter is the fact that I just felt hurt and rejected of course you know and that I had to hear about it I mean I felt so 
disrespected that I heard about it from a cast member. Like, yeah, you knew- almost want there to be something that you did. Yeah, you never like, want to hear that. You know, we were just we were just taking a new direction. And honestly, that's what I said to when I had a conversation with them. I was like, "Well, first of all, thanks for giving me ten minutes to chat yeah. about this. I appreciate that. I like that feels better. Thank you." Um, but also, you know, I'm all about like constructive criticism and having an open mind. And, you know, if I did something wrong or if I, you know, if I could improve in some way, please let me know because I want to do better. I want to be better. And you never will become better if you just, you know, think that you already know everything that there is to know. I know that I have a lot to learn. And so needless to say, I, you know, had asked them and they were like, well, no, we're just going a different direction. And it was really healthy of you. Uh, thanks, but I'll, th- I'll I'll just literally credit therapy for that <laughs> because, you know, we've been working on that with our mm. couple's therapist. But needless to say, that's, a, you know, part of Unfiltered. I never really shared any bit of the behind the scenes of how I found out that I'm no longer the Unfiltered host. Um, and I wanted to be able to share it with you first myself. So I did share, of course, on Instagram. But it's kind of hard to talk about this type of a thing via text on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I love about the podcast. And it's also what I really love about Patreon is that we're able to get a little bit closer. And thank God we have this podcast and we do have Patreon where I can actually openly talk about these things and not have to worry about, I don't know, like it being misconstrued or... Or taken out of text exact, or context. And, exactly. You know, the the sign, though, from I don't even know where, the weekend that Jamie would have been flying out to L.A. for to film Unfiltered is the weekend that Hendrix had a terrible fever and had a seizure. So this is wild. And, you know, I said at the beginning of the episode that I really believe in, like, destiny. And I believe that in, like, fate. Um, and I know that like, we don't get to have a say in it. Like I, I really believe in God as well. And so just, just, there's so many things that tell me that I'm not supposed to be the host of unfiltered anymore. And one was that I wasn't like, as much as I absolutely love hosting, I no longer felt passionate about unfiltered. There are a few things, first of all, like some of the marriages are just so difficult to get behind and it hurts my heart to see some people being hurt so so badly and then for me to just sit there and kind of have to always play devil's advocate it's very difficult for me and so as you can imagine someone from a previous season I just like have zero respect for him he was so so abusive quite frankly to one of the wives and so you know the production doesn't have they do not take a stand for that like they are not okay with that no one's okay with that, but like it was still difficult for me to be in that position as a host. So that was something that was kind of a sign that maybe you should no longer host the show. But then another thing, like Doug said, so the seizure with Hendrix. So this is what happened. The night that I would usually be in LA, I would be flying out to LA, it was a Friday. And our typical like shoots would go like Friday, I fly out. And then Saturday, we spend 12 plus hours shooting the show. And then Sunday, I would fly home. So Friday night, I'm going to bed. And this is the same weekend that I'm supposed to be in LA. And I hear Hendrix moaning on the monitor. And we had had a little tiny uh, episode of Hendrix moaning. And then by the time we got into his room this was back when we lived in our house and Hendrix had RSV which we didn't know that and we didn't know that you know he would have febrile seizures so he was moaning on the monitor I go in there he had vomited by the time I was went in there and when I picked him up he was just so limp and his eyes were kind of rolling to the back of his head and it was just such bizarre behavior that we called my in-laws and we almost called 911 and yeah. we were like we got to take him to the hospital like something is off with him like this is just not normal behavior we didn't realize that that was actually the aftermath of, of, a seizure. of a seizure. And so, you know, we ended up taking them to the ER the next day because his temperature was just his he gets such bad fevers like mm-hmm. like 104. Point seven was his highest and i was like man i don't feel comfortable with like with my baby being this feverish so we took him to the er and to be very honest the er doctor was like i'll quote him he said i've never admitted a baby for a fever before almost like we should have known 
Yeah. That. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so I get that, like, yeah. bringing your baby to the hospital for a fever <laughs> is, but I'm like, but my baby was not acting right. like my baby. And that's a really high fever, and we couldn't get it down fast enough. And mm-hmm. and needless to say, like, as a nurse, I would never say that to a patient, you know? like no. why Well, gonna- the nurse that came in after was just like, listen, however you feel, if you feel uncomfortable, if you don't, if you feel like there's a situation that you're just not comfortable with come into the hospital we will see you and tell you just don't don't just not come because there's a fever yeah you know she kind of like put him in his place but it was it was it was almost like you know we were just like yeah well it's it was kind of like just looking off into the distance not making eye contact we would lift his arm and it would just fall down and he was just like he was just like moaning just like just hot yeah. And he's like, uh, yeah, it sounds like he probably had a seizure. And we, and we were just were like, like, what? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, it just, it happens with newborns. I mean, they just have seizures. Yeah. So. And he's like, yeah, toddlers have seizures all the time mm-hmm. after having fevers. And well, I was I like, I didn't know that. Uh, well, none of my nieces yeah. and nephews ever have. And none our- of my nieces or nephews have either. Yeah. And, uh, you know, our daughter never did. So no. we were just kind of like dumbfounded by it. Needless to say, so that Friday night that I'm... You keep saying needless to say. Okay, sorry. (laughs) So that Friday night when I'm supposed to be in LA, I hear Hendrix moan. And that triggers something in me because the last time I heard him moan, you know, I found him like limp with vomit Mm -hmm. all over himself. And so it triggers something in me. So I screamed to to Doug in the RV, which really isn't, you don't have to scream too loud because everybody can hear everything. Mm -hmm. But I was like, Doug, will you check on Hendrix? Because... I heard him moaning, and, Hendri- and Doug goes, yeah, I was just in there, he's fine. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, and I went back to sleep because I was, like, mm-hmm. in the middle of a sleep. And this is where you should always trust your mother's instinct because my instinct, my gut instinct was be- was to tell Doug, no, like, go check on him. I just heard him moaning. But instead, I was like, oh, you know, I guess he knows I had what's just, going yeah, on. Well, I had just put him down, and this was after we gave him some medicine. But um, we hadn't given him no. medicine. No, 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 because he wasn't Doug. We had never no because he didn't even have a fever when we put him down. We had decorated the Christmas tree the whole entire day, like we, you know, we hung out all night. He he was was having issues. He wasn't having issues waking up or going to sleep, wasn't he? No, he was completely fine going to sleep. As a matter of fact, I I put him to sleep that night. He wasn't hot. We were decorating the Christmas tree. Everything was fine, and then you know. At midnight, I so he's been down for a few hours at that point, and I had fallen asleep, and I wake up, and you're thinking he's fine, and that I'm probably just being paranoid. I, well, I just went, yeah, because I woke up, gave him a bottle, and put him no, down. No, you were, what do you mean you woke up? You were already awake. Well, what are you yeah, about? Well, he woke up, and I gave him a bottle, and put him back down. Oh, okay. Anyways, so I should have trusted my, my instincts, and I should have been like, Doug, no, look at him. Like, touch him. But, you know didn't do that and so then I go to sleep I wake up again at 3 30 in the morning and I was like let me just go check on him and if I was to just peek in then he would have looked fine because he was sleeping in his crib everything looked fine but I was like gosh like something about him like I just want to touch him so I went in and touched him and he was on fire he was so incredibly hot I was like, oh my gosh, like our baby is, has such a bad fever. And so I like grabbed him, of course, and went into Doug and was like, Doug, help me get him Motrin real fast. And like, I couldn't find the thermometer because we were like renovating this RV and we just moved in. We didn't have a thermometer, I don't think, anywhere in there. Well, it, it might have been be somewhere. Yeah. We definitely have one, but we couldn't find it in like the area that I thought I put it. But then again, like the homes for everything right now are like yeah. still being established because we've only lived there for like a month. So needless to say, we didn't have a thermometer. I couldn't check the actual temperature, but I knew that he was like super hot. And so I was like, let's just give him Motrin. And that's what we did. And then I woke up again. We we did that. Didn't think a whole lot of it. You know, babies get fevers. Mm -hmm. He's teething. There's many reasons that he could have it. Put him back to bed. Wake up at eight o'clock in the morning and I go in to check on him. And again, he is on fire. He is just so hot. And at this point, I was like, okay, let me take off his clothes. So I like took off his clothes, left him in his, in his onesie, gave him medicine again. And I went to our bed and laid on the bed with Henley. And 
I was just starting to take a video for Patreon, to be honest. Like I was taking a video just to like show our Patreon followers, like kind of like what our morning routine is and what the RV looks like. And so I had my phone right handy there. I turned off the video and I was just kind of cuddling with Hendrix because he laid his head down on me as if he was going to go to sleep again. And I was like, hmm, that's odd. Mm -hmm. And that's when it happened. Like he started seizing and thank God I knew like, thank God I knew what that was because it is the scariest thing when you see your child like tense up, their eyes go to the back of their head, they're no longer breathing and they're just like really, really stiffening up and, and shaking. And it was, it's very, very terrifying when you see that, especially like, you know, whether you're holding your child, whether your child is, you know, in a crib, uh, God forbid, you know, your child's actually standing up and then they just collapse mm-hmm. and they fall and hit whatever because their body starts to stiffen up and tense it up. They have no control. Um, yeah. yeah. And they have no control. They'll, they usually like urinate, um, or, you know, they could even poo during a seizure. And so I, Obviously, I saw, I mean, Henley Hendricks and I were just playing. We were just playing on the bed, and then he, like, put his head down. I thought he was, like, going to sleep. Turns out he's actually having a seizure. He did throw up a little bit. They'll mm-hmm. throw up. Sometimes they can throw up as well while they're having the seizure. And I thought to myself, I need to video this because the doctor did not, like, they. he really poo-pooed me when I went to the ER last. And they really didn't, you know, they really, I mean, this is like a, it seemed like a like a really big deal to me. I mean, if you saw, I... And they always ask you how long it was. Yes, they like, that's and, super important. Yeah, you're supposed to measure how long it was. And, and so there was two reasons that I grabbed my phone and took a video. A, I'm never going to remember what time it was or how long it was. Like, there just wasn't a chance. B, the doctor was poo-pooing, you know, what was happening at home, what they couldn't see. And so I was like, I want to show this doctor that my son is actually having a fee- like having a seizure, like a real seizure. Like, it's not just something. Like, it was a real seizure. And I want to know that that's actually, you know, okay. Because you're telling me this is common in toddlers, mm-hmm. but this doesn't feel common to me. No. And so, needless to say, I took the video and... We, uh, we we had a after that we we called nine one one just yeah. because we didn't know what else to do and then we actually canceled nine one one but they still ended up coming and at this time Jamie had gotten uh, her clothes off and went into the tub with them because that was really the whenever like even when we went into the hospital they said what you can do is you have the medicine but to really get the temperature down you could run like a lukewarm bath or just like a cold bath that'll get their temperature lukewarm. down. Uh, put cold rags under their arms, on their back or their neck or their the head, uh, which we did. Um, and then we were able to schedule an appointment with his pediatrician and we brought the video in. And, you know, what was not comforting, but it was kind of like it made it seem more normal was even with the pediatrician watching the video, she wasn't like freaked out. She wasn't, she was just like, yeah, this is, you know, this is what happened and it happens in kids. And, you know, if it happens again, like this, like this severe within the same 24 hour period, then yes, then it's something that could be funky, but something like this, you know, when he gets a a fever, you know, for next time to try to just get it under control. And from here moving forward, you have to just stay regimented and make sure you follow the Motrin and the Tylenol schedule and set alarms for it, which we did. And, you know, he's been fine. And, you know, after a week of not being in school, um, by the end of that week, he was like, he didn't have a cough. He, he didn't have a runny nose. He didn't have just like green things like popping out of his nose <laughs> and trying to lick it. I mean, he, he was happy running, smiling, yeah. screaming, and just really, really, it was, it, it was good to kind of see him come to. And, you know, that's where we are now. Yeah, no. And so needless to say, sorry, I said that again. <laughs> To kind of wrap it all up, we... Leave me alone, Just say it again. Long story short. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. I genuinely want to share tips of what you're supposed to do if your child has a seizure or if you know somebody who's had a seizure or is having a seizure because, you know, this can happen to literally anybody. And it's scary if you don't know what to do. Thank God I went to nursing school, so I just happened to know, you know, to not, not like 
try to like get him like you know don't shake them don't try to get him to breathe don't move them just let the seizure run its course and so that's exactly what you want to do make sure they're comfortable they, so Put you know something in their mouth if they're older. Yeah. So if you're going to go to cdc.gov, which is a very um, reputable site where you you know you know you could actually like I would recommend taking their advice. They actually say that you don't have to call nine one one if you know that someone's having a seizure. And actually, you only call if one or more of these are true. So the person has never had a seizure before. The person's having difficulty breathing or are having difficulty waking up after the seizure. If the seizure lasts longer than five minutes, absolutely call 911. Um, the person has another seizure soon after the first one. So if they're having like repeated seizures, you're definitely going to want to call 911. Uh, if the person gets hurt during the seizure, that's a no brainer. Of course you call 911. If it happens in water again, of course call 911. Or if the person has like a health condition like diabetes or heart disease, or if they're pregnant, then you're going to want to call 911. But you know, the general things that you want to do if someone's having a seizure is you're just going to want to stay with the person until the seizure ends or until he or she is fully awake. Awake. So, and also you're going to want to try to keep track of how long the seizure is lasting, lasting because the doctors are going to want to know that. Um, but yeah, so stay with the person until they're fully awake. And after it ends, you can help the person sit up in a safe place. And then once they're alert and able to communicate, you can tell them what happened in very simple terms because, you know, a child, they're going to be like a little confused about why they're like on the floor instead of like up, you know, I don't know, kicking the ball or whatever. Um, or if it's an elderly person, again, very confused because they're not they're not aware of what's going on while the seizure is happening. So you're going to want to comfort the, the person and speak calmly to them. You're going to want to check to see if they're wearing like an, a medical bracelet or any sort of emergency information. But if it's your baby, then all you want to do is you just want to make sure that they have loose clothing on, that there's no restrictive like hoodies or anything around their neck that could like choke them as they're seizing. You're going to want to make sure that they're either laying like, like on their sides or down. So that way, if they do vomit, they're not going to like choke on their vomit. Um, and you're literally just going to like make sure the baby's safe while they're seizing and try to keep track of the time and not for nothing but if you have doctors who don't necessarily believe what's happening take a video of it and don't be scared to show that to your doctor and say this is what happened to my baby because i think that you know the best advocate for our children is is our is us like there's no one that's going to care more or rally harder for our children than their mamas so like don't be embarrassed or shy or ashamed and I I know that's easier said than done because like I said when we went to the ER I was so like like almost like like walked in almost shamefully like already knowing just because you know as a nurse I I know that like they talk about the parents who are overly worried that bring their kid in for a fever but it's like no you know your baby best and don't let anybody's judgment like stop you from getting the best treatment or even just peace of mind so that being said that is a whole wrap-up update of what's going on in the Hainer house. Happy November. Yes. It's actually December 1st yeah. tomorrow. So there's that. Um, and yeah, we're so, 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 so excited for those of you who are already uh, on Patreon, then you're listening to this episode without any ads. Congratulations. But for those of you who want to hear our episodes in the future with no ads, but also you want like behind the scenes videos of our lives that we don't share anyplace else, and you want like, you know, updates on what's going on first. And if you just want to be able to hang with us, we have a free platform called Discord where we actually get to like just chat and engage. And like, you know, our girlfriends can actually chat and engage with each other. Not, not even like sometimes, I mean, these girls are like making friends amongst each other, <laughs> which is so cool. So needless to say, if you want to come join our girlfriend community, go to patreon.com slash hanging with the hangers. And also we're sharing everything on YouTube as well. And of course there you don't have to like subscribe or anything of that nature. But thank you so much for, again, all of your love and support. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. And we'll uh, keep you posted on whether or not we'll be doing four episodes a month like we used to. Or if we might just stick to this one episode a month. And we would actually really love your feedback. So let us know if you're liking 
the one month or if you're one per month or if you'd like us to go back to the four episodes a month i've gotten a few messages already kind of like hey where are the episodes <laughs> but um we really just needed the break to be honest yeah um, especially over the holidays and yeah um don't forget that you can send us your questions also um whether it's a direct message or just email us and we always like to pick out a question or two to talk about on the podcast Yes. So, and of course, if you're on Patreon, we will absolutely be answering your questions from Discord. So we will talk to you guys soon. I hope you have a very, very Merry Christmas if I don't talk to you before and that. happy holiday, Hanukkah, happy, whatever. Happy Hanukkah. And um, whichever holiday you celebrate, we wish you the very merriest season. <laughs> so we'll talk to you soon. We love you guys. Goodbye. Bye.